Yeah, here we are. HTL August Season 5 Anniversary Edition. Go Dave. Hello and welcome all of you listeners on the internet. You're about to hear the amazing 5th anniversary episode of HTL, which also stands for High Tea with Old Waver. If you're just getting in, you kind of missed out on five years of awesome crap. But this episode is pretty special because we are broadcasting live to tape from our sponsor, Good Friend Package across the street, Good Friend Beer Garden and Burger Bar. And we also have an amazing special guest, our buddy Danny Bayless, also known as Dingu. We'll get to the genesis of his nickname, which you were there for. I was at the birth of Dingu. Yes, you saw Dingu being, being born birthed onto the table at the diner in Shreveport. No, at a casino. Oh, it was at a casino, not a diner. It's the same thing. So, yes, we will talk about the birth of Dingu. We will talk about Def Leppard. And uh, we also encourage you to become a patron and get the After Dark podcast in which three of our patrons won a scarf because they're so awesome and they stuck to the very end. It pays to be persistent. It pays to be persistent, people. And we've persisted for five years and we can't wait for you to listen to this episode. Stay tuned for magic. I you know, haven't been at a good friend in months. You know, I I, I, I was going I through... I dive here quite often. I was going through an old box of pens the other day, Irving, <laughs> and, I, and I found... It didn't work anymore, but I still had it. I, I found it with your name on it, and I remembered how much I loved that pen when it worked. It was a great pen. I remember when my pen worked. <laughs> Thank you, Mutt Lang. No joke. It sounds like Shania Twain. It does. You're on, I'm on, my fantasy. Cowbell. What does Toby do in the band? Well, he introduces the cowbell. Yeah. He doesn't actually play it. No. I just bring it in. Yeah. So he had both arms right now. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He, he hadn't, even, he even hadn't though, sawed it off Even yet. though these are all electronic drums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's dead. Yeah, what was his name? Uh, yeah, I, Steve I like Clark. every instrument, how Danny can tell us exactly what's happening now with that person. <laughs> So Steve Clark was on High and Dry. Yeah. And um, and Phil Collin wasn't on there yet. Is that right? Correct. Right. Yes, this is Pete Willis and Steve Clark. Are you High and Dry or Pyromania? Man, 
High and Dry is really cool. The songs are better. Yeah. On on Pyromania, they're just more realized and more. I don't know, mature. It's poppy, yeah. It's more pop. Hey, yeah. we haven't started the podcast yet. Oh, sorry. Just hold on. You're interrupting Dave's rocking. Yeah. <laughs> You'll realize Dave really takes control. Hey, everybody. Toby says you cuss a lot on this, too. I don't. You do. Only when it's necessary. Welcome to High Tea with Old Waver, episode 61. Hey, now. Which is our fifth anniversary pod, bro. (laughs) Bend it. It's the August 2022 episode, and it is live to tape from good friend Beer Garden and Burger House. Can you believe that they let us do it here? I love it. Thanks to Matt and Josh for letting us show up. Thanks to Matt for showing up. I'm going to let the whole song play. The other voice that people have heard already is our very special guest. Because you can't have a live show, an anniversary show, without a special guest. I mean, the fans want to see Toby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they also want to <laughs> see Dingu. Dingu. Danny Bayless. Hi. Hey, Danny. Oh, stop. Listen, girls, to, listen girls, to that there's smattering of applause. Girls, stop. There's, there's plenty to go around. <laughs> you don't have to fight. And we are listening to Photograph by Def Leppard. And we're listening to Photograph by Def Leppard because Pyromania is our HTWOW album of the month. If you would like to win a brand new reissue. Did you know they just reissued Pyromania? I don't know if it's an anniversary. When did it come out? 83? Uh, yeah, I think so. 82? 83? So is that, what is that, 25 years? Is it 25 no, years it'd be yet? like... 35 30, years? Yeah. I can't do math. Like 40 years. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, you can win a brand new reissue of Pyromania by Def Leppard from our vinyl sponsor, which is PositiveSpin.com, positive with a Z. Just go to their homepage, and there's a banner at the top that says, win the HTL album of the month, and give them an email address, and you could win. I picked it. You did? I did. I gave you two options, and we went with Pyromania. What was the other one? Crooked Rain? Crooked Rain? No, you said Rock. No, it was uh, Slanted and Enchanted Pavement was the other Um, one that you called out. And then Toby really wanted Olivia Newton-John physical. Right. He's sad. I am sad. <laughs> he just wanted to open the show with physical, <laughs> so he could show off his leg warmers. Yeah, he wore his he wore his uh, spandex to the show. Mm-hmm. Tell me you don't want to hear it right now. I, I mean, mean, it's so good. I'd rather hear physical than hear myself talk. All right. Well, we're gonna. That'll be an after dark, Dave. Okay. Is that okay Phys- with you? Yeah, we can play physical in the after dark. You're damn right, we will. Yeah, and if if enough people stick around for the after dark. We'll do it here. I don't know. Or maybe we'll just do it here no matter what. I'm not setting this all up again, so... All right, then we'll do it here. We'll do it live! And we are doing this at Good Friend with silent headphone or silent disco headphone technology. It looks cool. It looks like everyone's in the future. Yeah. 
we're we're all on the same channel. You know, these you can switch channels on these headsets. Uh huh. There's you could do three different channels. So I guess we could do like Rogan on channel two. Uh huh. Maybe Smartless. On yeah. The other. Maybe Smartless on channel three if people want to listen to something different. Have you ever been to a silent disco? Never. All right. I, I've seen, you know, obviously seen video of it, but I've never been where it's actually occurring. Uh huh. I've I've been to one. Have you like participated? No, I did. Did you dance? On, well, I danced on my own thing. Like no one was watching. <laughs> so, but, I think it would be more fun to not hear the music yeah. and just watch people. That's with what silence. I did that's because be it's just part. like feet yeah, moving. It's, yeah. it's deadly silent, and then they're all doing the lane. And but yeah. you can also <laughs> see because the DJ will put three different mixes on. Like you can have your, like if you want disco music you mm -hmm. want 80s music or you want something else and they'll so you can see the people in there because it changes colors depending on what channel you're yeah, on. we're on the blue channel so you know that oh i can jam with these people because they're on the 80s channel and then the other one is like oh they're on the techno channel so they're really going for it <laughs> uh -huh. but it's really weird to see everyone dancing different with the different colors and silence that's got to be really, really weird to be in the room and not have the headphones on. It, it's like my first, ex like my first experience, like walking or being near a stage where everybody's using in ears. I hate it. It's so bizarre with no monitors with on no the stage. no monitors on stage mm -hmm. because all you hear is the drum set. Yeah. <laughs> and they're just going to town, and there's no guitar, especially if the guitar player is going through a Rockman or something. Oh weird, yeah, yeah. You know. There's just absolutely no sound other than cymbals. Yeah, and when it's in ear and it's a keyboard band, so yeah. there's really nothing. Like literally nothing. Like it's silent. Like if it was Gary Newman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just quiet up there. I mean, how can you stand it? I don't know. Did I, you try the the in ear thing? I've never. Ever? I've never done them. Never done in ears. I've tried it about three or four times, and about the second song, ripped them out. They're out. Yeah, I think it Did you do the princess move of ripping them out and throwing them on the ground? Just, uh, No, you do the cool move want these. where you just rest them on your oh, it just hangs collarbone. Down. Yeah. It's just sitting there. It's like it's, jewels. Uh-huh, like, uh, I just want to hear the audience. You want, you, want to, you want the audience to know that you can't be bothered with them. Yeah. Right. That you that, want to feel... That I have perfect pitch without this. That's right. Yeah, you I don't even need monitors. You need the, the wind blowing bass frequencies at your face from your monitor. Yeah, speaking of that, that sub is kicking balls right now. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine over here. It's totally fine. We're like at a... We're, it's just live. Yeah. It's a vibe, bro. It's, it's a, a vibe. vibe. It doesn't matter. Nothing matters because we're partying. It's fifth anniversary and I asked... Oh, is it time? I asked Matt to curate our beers today. Ordinarily, I pick up beers at Good Friend Package, which is just across the street at 1155 PV Avenue. But we're at 1154 PV at Good Friend Beer Garden and Burger Bar. And so there's like 25 locals on tap. Mm -hmm. And he decided to start us out. We always like to start out with something strong. He started us out with a Pedicolis Velvet Hammer. Ah, uh, yes. A classic. It's a Red Imperial. It's like a 10 percenter. Mm. Should we toast? To, Cheers. To, to five, Danny. Hey, to five way, years. Thank to you. To five years, guys. Congratulations. Cheers. And Raise by the way, glass, Davey bros. said it right. He toasted. You say cheers, you don't cheers someone. You toast them. You toast. Yeah. It's the act. The act of celebration is the toast. 
cheers is the verbal acknowledgement of the toast. Hey man, cheers me. I don't do it. Mm-mm. Because it's not you a toast thing. people. Idiot. Yeah. Say it right. I feel like Danny's been with us forever. People need to learn things, right? Do you, do you feel like it's so comfortable it can't stand? Yeah, of course. Well, so we'll get into that in a little bit. Goddamn, Velvet Hammer's delicious. It is. It really is. They gave us the little tiny half Which pints, is too. perfect for yeah. me. Yeah. yeah. My tolerance, I haven't... I drink, I would say, on the average of maybe four to six drinks a month. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll go out on a Saturday and meet my buddy Chad. We'll go to, you know, here sure. or Cock and Bull or whatever. And seriously, two drinks. I'm like, I got to go. I, yeah. I need to Uber home because I can't stand Because otherwise up. you'll be it's, given handies we, in the bathroom. Well, you want to explain to your daughter what that is? <laughs> you forgot she had the headset. Uh-huh. It's okay. Everything's See? fine. This isn't the orphanage, homie. <laughs> It sort of is. <laughs> it sort of is. Yes. Okay, so we will get to ticket stuff and we will get to band stuff because not only does Danny have a history with me from the ticket and mm-hmm. from the orphanage and many other things, but he also has a history with T from Calhoun, from Calhoun. Other, other things, mostly just Calhoun. Much more important. Yeah, much more important than the ticket. Uh, so we will get into all of that. Clearly. I'd actually consider a Calhoun reunion. What is that supposed to mean? You'll never get Tim out of... No. No. You can't get him to return a text. Yeah, Tim (laughs) is really comfortable right now. Yeah, good for him. Okay, (laughs) He's earned it. So on this pod, by the way, this is a song swap and a beer swap. So uh, we drink beer and we play songs. Mm -hmm. And usually I play two songs and Toby plays two songs. But when we have a guest, I play one... The guest plays two, and then Toby plays the closer. It's really nice of you guys to let me have two songs. Yeah, and mm-hmm. so we have no idea. Well, I have no idea what Danny wants to play. Mm-hmm. He can play anything. He can play classic rock. He can play 80s metal. He can play... Have you guys heard Photograph by Death Yeah, Lake? we just played it. Uh, he can play I new stuff that, that he wants us to hear, whatever. But I'm going to kick us off with something that I'm taking a risk. I know that this is not generally your cup of tea, but I know that at some point you went through like a New Order renaissance, right? New Order? Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Like you were a late adopter, but then at some point you were, maybe it was because- We we could spend 30 minutes talking about my um, discovery, later in life discovery of a lot of those bands. Right. Like the Smiths, New Order- and I think New Order was because you had like their greatest hits in the the jukebox at your bar. Correct. And so you got to hear a lot of it at the bar. Yeah. So you're not opposed in theory to electronic music. Oh my god, no, not at all. Okay, so I want to play a band that is from England and they just put out a brand new record. The band is called Hot Chip. And I don't know if you've heard of them at I all. I have. And so I took, I, I drug my lovely wife, Marissa, to go see them. You drugged your wife? No, I you had to. I dragged it at her. You had to roofie her to take her to a concert? No, I dragged it at her. I took her to the show. It was at House of Blues maybe uh, three or four months ago. Mm-hmm. And. You think she remembers it? Yes, she does because 
afterwards because of the drugs. No, because afterwards I promised her that I would never take her to a show she didn't want to go to again. I just like that she's so sick of you that she's the only one without a headset. I know. Yeah, she doesn't want to listen to this at all. Like she's not even listening to us at all. And so she is like I might four join feet her from us. She's if you keep right this up, Lane. So the re I mean hot chip wasn't the reason why she had a bad time. The uh-huh. reason she had a bad time the company is because I spilled two tequila shots and half a beer down her shirt. Cause I was trying to hold everything. I went to the I went to the bar to try and rescue the night uh-huh. and get some shots and a beer. And then I brought them over, and as I was trying to negotiate all of these things, you got confused. Did you kind of knuckle the shots. Did you kind of just knuckle yeah, them. Yeah, I, I had them all. I had them all in my talons, and then I fumbled, <laughs> and everything went onto her shirt. <laughs> like you're a raptor. He's yes. an eagle. Yeah, I had my little T-Rex arms, him. and I couldn't hold I everything. I can't hold these shots. <laughs> so then she went outside, and, and had, you spilled all three drinks down her shirt. Yes. Man, that's a good night. And then she had to go outside and dry off. Meanwhile, I stayed and watched the show in the middle of the biggest pack of bears I've ever seen mm-hmm. in my life. If uh, And if you're the like, king bear. I know. Well, not at, not at this show. Oh. If you know anything about Hot Chip, one of the main dudes is a guy named Joel Goddard. And he is kind of a bear icon. He does several different house projects like side project house music things and he wears like a uh, matching track suit things and he's got a big bushy beard and he's just he looks huggable yeah and uh and so there were a group of 20 bears around me that were going nuts and fixated on him the entire time and so this was before the new record came out the new record just came out but they played a couple of songs from the new record, and one of the f- songs that they played is the title track called Freak Out Release. And it was unlike anything that they had done before because it had kind of the electronic part and then the, you know, you know the, the soft, loud dynamic? Yeah, of course. But it was like electronic and then electric guitars. It I haven't was, lived on a farm in a long time. Okay. So... so it Your was, references aren't lost. It was the first time that I have uh, seen them do this where they kind of uh, go back and forth between an electronic sound and a distorted guitar, like the release part. And so the album version... I feel like is, we don't even need to listen to the, the song album, now. The album version isn't as visceral it's, it's as like the live Bob version. It's like is setting up the thing. Like, <laughs> okay, just is, play it. Just no, play it. forget well, it. Well, who no, does he work with no, now? Just, yeah, I know. He's rubbing off on me. <laughs> All right, so this is Hot Chip Freak Out Release <laughs> okay. on H2O. Let's party. Wild Beast Freak Out Release. Wild Beast Freak Out Release. Wild Beast Freak Out Release. Black Teeth. Music used to be escape
think about that. Yeah! 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 That's a hot jam. So they kind of went a little craft work at the end. Yeah, yeah. It was almost like a... What's the song I'm thinking of? Photograph. That one too. Yeah, photograph. It's photograph. <laughs> photograph by Kraftwerk. So when you when you said electronic music, that's not that track that you played, that's not what I expected. That sounded like a rock band that got the got a vocoder and and the logic electronic music package for right. Christmas and just yeah. added those elements to it. You know I what like I'm saying? that they got it for Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're like real excited. It's like we're gonna put it on everything. Yeah, that didn't sound like sound. It sounded like real drums and big guitars and just some some accents of those elements. So, but they're a lot more like electronic. Per yeah, normally. They, they, yeah, they're. So this, you said this was kind of a. a this left is a turn departure for them. For yeah, them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they are definitely on the electronic side. They're not a rock band who got a vocoder for Christmas. So you were smothered in bears during this song mm-hmm. at the show, right? Yes, they were. Yeah. They were lifting me up. Uh huh. As were they groping you like <laughs> it like at Woodstock '99? Uh huh. Yeah. You know what violated. it reminded me of? What was the song we used to cover in Calhoun? The electronic band, the like heavy singer. <laughs> I hate to say that. You know, the big, screaming trees. No, <laughs> no, bigger guy. Uh, you know, New York. There was a documentary. He did the thing oh. at Madison Square Garden. Oh, LCD sound system. It it sounded like that to me. Like yeah. it was an LCD sound. Okay, system. yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Like maybe they're influenced. Okay, so that's a good. See how he just walks right over that. Like sometimes I just say stuff and I'll cut it out uh-huh. so people will think that I've said a cool thing. See, he's showing off because there's people wearing headphones right. and he wants everyone to know that I'm a bully. Yeah, but I where, will where cut is... it out to make it sound like I said something cool, and then Dave will go perfect, and then on to a next thing. So you're in control of editing this, right? Yeah. Of course. He makes me sound like an idiot constantly. Yeah, and I, I, and I that, sound amazing. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah. Do you ever get in there and, and, and just completely manipulate the audio to make Dave just sound like the biggest dullard in the well, world? Well, I do nothing for him, uh-huh. but like if I forget something or say like we go down some road that uh, we're talking about some band that I don't think it's this it ends up not being the band we're talking about right I'll take all of that out yeah when he sounds, so sounds like, like I'm a genius totally ill-informed it's amazing do you ever yeah. like go in and and if you make a mistake you'll like just overdub something awesome like in post oh yeah yeah I See, do what it you're going to need to do is we're going to need probably like a good 30 seconds of mm. just room ambiance. Mm. What's so funny it doesn't is- sound like a bad edit when you go in and recut all of the okay, stuff. Okay, everybody, that you everybody up be on. quiet so we can get some room tone for <laughs> so Toby. We need, we need some room tone B roll. Three, two, one. That's all I need. That's yeah, all I that's need. That's good enough. You can loop that. Um, yeah, I can loop that. It's perfect. But yeah, I do it all the time. It'll just be like, man, Art will be like, what was the name of that band? And really, while we're cutting it, uh-huh. it'll just be, we'll spend three minutes looking on our phone going, I don't know. I have no idea what this could possibly be. What we're talking. And Dave will be like, what are you doing? And I'm like, hold on. And then it'll cut from, what's the name of that band? Oh, it's Boom. Right. Yeah. Like I'm a genius. He, he cuts uh-huh. out all of his 
fumbling with his phone and is Googling. Uh huh. And do then people... it sounds like he just pulled it from the back uh-huh. of his brain. So no when problem. you're like walking down the street, do you ever have people come up to you and go, Man, I really love your podcast. You're so quick and smart, but that mm-hmm. guy. Yeah, yeah. Dave's work yeah. with idiot. It's true. Yeah, and that's yeah. why I try to make it work like that. Uh huh. Okay, before we talk about <laughs> ticket stuff and how you and I came up together yes. through the hot ranks of the media. Let's talk about your background with Toby. And I heard you talking about the the genesis of the name Dingu before we started rolling. Do you want yes. to tell that? That's a Calhoun story, right? It is a Calhoun story, and it's great to have someone who was mm-hmm. actually there uh, be a part of the retelling of this. I was at the birth of Dingu. The birth of it. Yes. The birth of Dingu happened in Shreveport, Louisiana, mm-hmm. where Calhoun... Do you remember the picture that I have for this that we'll tweet for this episode where you're standing in front of that... That weird car? That green car yeah, in yeah, front yeah. of the casino. It is the coolest looking picture it, ever. I've, I've, I've seen it. It's yes. album cover material. Yeah. It's for sure. Insane. I know people say, dude, that, put that photo on your album cover. No. This is this freaking is really, album cover if material. If Danny's going to put out a solo album... Uh-huh. This is it. Okay. All right. <laughs> With just you and Tim standing uh-huh. in the background. You're yeah. not even on it. Just random. Just I'm rando like looking dudes. to the left, and da- and Tim's like. <laughs> <laughs> like he smelled a yeah, fart. Yeah, like everything's confusing. Yeah, yeah. He's always confused. Yeah. But go ahead. Uh, so we're recording. I, was this for Football Night in America? Yes. Yeah, those sessions. Great album title, by yeah, the way. Great studio. Did you get a cease and desist on that? No, we did okay. not. <laughs> I don't think anybody cared enough <laughs> yeah. that it made it to, I, I, to I anybody th- important that I makes those decisions. I think that our, our, uh, our view on that was if the album gets big enough that we get a cease and desist, things are going well. Right. So, no, we did not. <laughs> <laughs> Is it available on iTunes? Yeah, sure. sure. It's probably available. Is it on Spotify? I have no idea, Dave. There's probably a, about a thousand CDs in Tim's garage that he'll just give to you if you pull up. Yeah. So anyway, we're working on this record at this awesome studio um, with uh, the, the renowned engineer Chris Bell. Yeah, Blade Studio. Yeah, that's right. And they happen to have a studio, this state-of-the-art facility in Shreveport. So if you're asking, why would you record an album in Shreveport? Well, that's the reason. And we got to see... a. a I guess because Chris had lived there for a while, the engineer, producer, I guess. We got to see a part of Shreveport that mm. it's actually a pretty cool town, man. It's all right. If you if you look at it outside of Bossier City and the casino life, there's a lot of cool stuff going on in Shreveport, like a, a lot of great restaurants. That, a lot of universities. Absolutely. A lot of stuff going sure. on. Sure. So uh, I believe one day we had finished a session late. We were hungry. And where we were staying downtown... There weren't many food options, so the only place... Cool hotel. Great hotel, by the uh, way. Yeah, great. yeah, right next to the... Uh, what was that place? The Stray Cat? <gasps> yes, yes. Yeah, the Stray Cat. How do you Cat. remember that? That's I don't insane. know. I don't know. They sold frozen pizzas, and they were delicious at 3 in the morning. That place stayed open till like 4. It was awesome. Every night. I love that place. That place was a blast. Um, but the only food options were uh, essentially the, the casino restaurant, so we are what, maybe a quarter of a mile walk to the river yeah and remember i was being like band dad guy it yeah. was like look everyone gets fifty dollars <laughs> <laughs> you were in charge of and, the per diem and we are no it wasn't a per diem thing i was like i'm not gonna sit in here and watch everyone lose 500 bucks oh yeah yeah, yeah. We, and I, I was like i'm not gonna do it i've no. been to too many casinos we're not doing this and of course we fifty dollars each 
first two minutes gone. Oh, because we went to we went to a roulette table mm-hmm. and everybody put their money. Yeah, on we're, a going, color we're going. We're going. Every 50. one of us lost. Yeah. and then every one yeah, of us no. lost. And then we uh, of course went to an ATM. Yep, and got out some more money. We did, and then lost, lost that some more instantly. Instantly, but so we went to the bar. Yeah, so there was a, a restaurant there that attached to the casino, and it was like like I was saying, we were starving. And main reason was, why we're there. Yeah, the main reason yeah. was to get something to eat, and we order food, and it's uh, it's it's Toby, myself, Tim Locke, the singer, Jordan Roberts, a guitar player. I don't know why did Hoof not make that trip. Was I, that maybe after the drums had already been cut and we made a second? I swear, trip down Hoof there? wasn't there. He was not there. Yeah, it was the four of us. Yeah. And anyway, so we order the food. Everything's fine. Um, our server comes to uh, collect uh, on the tab, and we all just throw down our cards. Let's split it four ways. It's fair. That's fine. Um, and she comes back, and I believe she was um, some sort of Asian descent. Yeah, because do you remember when we got our Jack and Cokes, she made a point to say... To ask what's in it? No, she said, <laughs> I made these myself. <laughs> and we were just like, you Where made... did you get the recipe? Like, <laughs> you made Jack and... My compliments to the bartender. You made Jack and Cokes? Because she was so proud of them. And we were like, it's just like... No, but we were. You did? Yeah, That's we were. So uh, no, good. we were like, it's so good. Yeah. You did so good. You are crushing it. Yeah, right you're now. killing the Jack and Coke. So she brings back mm. our check uh, for us to sign, hand, and she's got all four credit cards. You know, you've got the little the little credit card folder, <laughs> and it's it's Danny or Daniel, which is the name on my credit card. It's Tim, it's Toby, and it's Jordan. She and, hit all of our names. Yeah, right. yeah. She goes, I have tab for George. Jordan? Yes, yes, that's him. Very good. Uh, one for Tim? Yes, he's right there. Uh, little, you had a little trouble with this. And, uh, T- Toby? Yeah, Toby's yes, tough, Toby. but she nailed it. And then I'm the last one, and it says Daniel Bayless on the card, and she goes, and I have one for Dingu. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sure. And, I mean, and, I, the thing that's the best is I'm the last guy. Mm-hmm. The other three tabs have been accepted. But she still needs to read off the yeah, name she's to make reading sure it it's me. And she screws Daniel up somehow to where it turned into Dingu. It's the most boring night ever. But and all of a sudden, everybody all of else's us, li- yeah, you eyes see light up. Light up like meerkats. And we're looking around like, did this really just happen? Toby goes, I'm sorry, but did, <laughs> did, she, just, did she just call you Dingu? <laughs> And I said, I believe she did. <laughs> and then I think either Tim or Jordan said, well, that's your nickname that's for the rest it. of your life. And Danny's like, head was just like, oh, God, his, why his couldn't hands like, were out just like, like, like ramrod or spike. <laughs> or, yeah, or spike something. would have been so yeah. awesome. Yeah. But yeah, no, it was it's Dingu. Yeah, and Dingu is on the poster. Yeah, of course it is. I mean, I thought that we, I thought I was going to pass out. It was so fun. I mean, <laughs> it was like, once we realized that that's exactly what she said, Mm-hmm. It was that was the rest of the night. It was like I wanted to jump up and hug her. Like you just saved the evening. Did you did you immediately know how it was spelled? Uh, no, I mean, how did we, the spelling come about? I think that came up in text later. Yeah, because it was like Dingu, and you were like, "Damn it!" I mean, it, I guarantee <laughs> you, and I, I I don't know this for fact, but it's a fact that I do know because I don't know it. If you look on Toby's phone at his contact for me, I promise you, it will say Dingu. 
No doubt about it. <laughs> also, look at this picture I have of Danny. Like this is my this is my dingu. You will love this. Of course, this is terrible for podcast stuff, but this is my contact. Um, we can tweet this, right? Here, uh, yeah, we'll we'll tweet it. But look at this picture of dingu. <laughs> You're doing great. <laughs> Hold on. Look at him laughing. Oh, is it the contact photo? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How do you get to contact photo? Oh, I go to contacts, don't I? Yeah, just type in. See, this is the stuff I cut out. It's yeah. because of all the other Yeah, things. he'll bring it up as instantly. Yeah, he look how smart he is. figured out how to uh-huh. use his phone. Phong. <laughs> First well, of all, maybe. it does say Dingu. It says Dingu Bayless. <laughs> is that the best picture you've ever seen? What am I doing? I don't know. What the hell happened? You look like here? a mole person. <laughs> what is happening? So that's every time you text me or call oh me, God. that's what's going on. Oh, when I call you, it gets real big, right? Yeah. And your, your daughter's like, oh, my God, Dad. <laughs> who's cool this one? man? <laughs> I have no idea what you're doing there. I don't but, either. yeah, Dingu. Yep. That's how it happened. Love it. And that's uh, how Toby and I know each other. Yeah. Is, is for eating at crappy buffets at Shreveport Casino restaurants. And we're just jamming. I mean, yeah. what, was it, uh, were you starstruck the first time that you found yourself in a recording studio with somebody from Deep Blue Something? Of course he was. I, I, don't, I don't think so, no. I think the first time I met you was at your studio that was over off Ross Avenue. Uh-huh. And I think Carter and I uh, came in there to do some stuff or to pick up something or I for whatever it, reason we were I there. Think Carter, this, this is code for drugs. You yeah. know, Carter was uh, recording on Lauren Fine's record. Is that what it was? Yeah, and okay. I think y'all were just in there. We were hanging out. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So that's, I think that's where I first like officially met you. Yeah, it's like, yeah. hey, I'm Danny, I'm Toby, and your brother Todd was there, I believe, as mm-hmm. well, and you guys were doing some yeah. stuff. But I knew you from just bar stuff. Yeah, yeah, and the ticket probably. Mm-hmm. I think, I, yeah. yeah, I was working there at the time. So, yeah. It's that's just a, bands and bars. You know, yeah. it's just how it goes, you know. man. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so let's get into Danny's selections for all of us to hear. Yeah, you want to do that now? Yeah, let's okay. let's play your first jam. I feel, did, you I or, keep, did you already tell him? I, yeah, yeah. I keep yeah, waiting. no, we're ready. I keep waiting to go to commercial. There's no commercial. It's so weird. If it's you so need weird. to go potty, we can. No, pause. I'm great. I'm okay. great. I'm wearing one of Malcolm. I taped a couple of Malcolm's diapers together. Right. So I'm just wearing those right now. How's he one doing? In front, one He's in the back. great. Yeah. How, how yeah. old right now? Uh, he will be 17 months in a couple days. Balls. It's insane, right? That's. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. Seventeen months, that's almost a year I, and a I'm half. I'm looking right? at two men right now that their their faces are being real sweet, but in their minds are going, I'm so glad this isn't me. I'm so glad this no, isn't me. I'm no. so glad this isn't me. Dude. I love maybe, babies. We, maybe we can get to this on the other side, sorry. Um, but I do want to tell you guys about going through this process again mm-hmm. and how different it is than it was the first time. All right. What a joy it is. But we want to do songs here? Yeah, let's do a song and then, out of and the then way, we'll and do then we baby. can talk about Malcolm. I chose two artists um, that have very, very strong local ties um, and have current releases out. So why don't we start with Parker, okay? Because it is kind of a rainy day, and this is a, a, a very lush, beautiful, um, folky kind of tune. It's a guy named Parker, and I don't know how to pronounce his last name. It's T W O M E Y. It's either Twomey or Twa- or I think it's Twomey. Parker Twomey. T W O M Y? M E Y. Yeah, Parker Twomey. 
and he had been working on his debut album for a while uh, with Matt Pence and Bo Bedford, um, two you know pretty renowned producer engineer guys in this area. And I don't know how he was discovered. I think that he was a um, uh, uh, what's the the high school arts magnet school over d- downtown Booker T. Woodrow? Yeah, he was or a no. yeah, he was a sorry. Booker T. kid. And I think he started cut that out when, started, I, when I guessed wrong. He started interning at uh, the uh, uh, what is Bo the studio that Bo works out of? Elect- is it um, electric uh, modern uh, electric modern electric? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. he started, I believe, interning over there. And the kid was a songwriter, and you know because he worked his way in into that business, into that world, he ended up getting paired up with some pretty high-level local producers, and released his debut album. And um, obviously, they you know as, as these things go, a few weeks prior to this coming out, he came out with this single, and I was really excited to hear what Parker was doing because I've been a, you know peripherally connected to this guy for a while. We've never met, um, but I know a lot of the people that he plays with, and. Um, I was super excited to hear this song, and oh my god, I cannot tell you, man, when this came out, I, I remember putting it on Spotify and driving around, and I think I listened to it probably like four times in a row, because he's like 21 or 22, maybe 23 now. Okay. I just could not believe the maturity and the level of, um, of uh, yeah, maturity, I guess. It just sounds like a song that would come from... A 40-year-old dude that's been doing it forever. Okay, so Pence didn't do it at his studio. He went down to Dallas. I think he probably, and and I'm talking out of my bottom right now, but I think he did, like some of the stuff was recorded at Echo Lab and maybe some of the stuff was done at Modern. I bet he did the drums up there and then they, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So check this tune out. It's kind of got a Daniel Lanois production style to it, um, but it sounds like something you would hear on a soundtrack. of, of a of a really kick-ass independent film, but this is Parker, what's the name of it? Parker Twomey, um, I think it's called "I'd Be Your Man." That's it. Yeah, yeah. And here it is on the on the HT Wow <laughs> show. I almost said the ticket. Here we go. Here it is. get higher than the mountains you claim would you lend a hand would you call me by name do you know where I stand I'd be your man when I'm not around and nobody's there to let you down do you notice a void? Does your heart make a sound when I ain't around? Would you hold me through the sunlight in the dark when you're cold? I'd build a fire. Cause I would hold. I've never 
So that song to me, I don't know why that one hit me so much, but it, it, it sounded to me like a tune that you would hear on the like the end credits of like a, a, a an emotional Richard Linklater film, you know, like the end of Boyhood, where it's like really tugging at you, and then that song comes on, and you're like, I oh, know, that's my life, I connect with this, and that song just kind of brings out even pulls pulls even more emotion out of you. It's just yeah, such a, it, it's such weird. A great tune. It sounds almost like a um, like a Ben Queller song. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. It's, it's something he it just, would kind of do or right. something like that. Right, it's got that. that youthful, I don't know, just yeah. like it, it makes you feel young listening to it. It's weird. Yeah, it's cool. It makes me feel like I want to buy some candles. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, like those vagina like candles? Like irresponsibly or irresponsible? No, I just, I just feel like I'm, I'm browsing in a nice candle store. Right. And this one smells like verbena and rosemary, and I really like it. So that what was the first thing you just said? Help you. What is verbena? I don't know. It's flower. Oh, so this this song would help you help the candle marketing in your opinion. Uh huh. Yes. Yeah. Richard Linkletter film candle marketing. Yeah, of course. This all makes sense. Yeah. Um, who's the one that did the vagina candle? Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, with Goop. Wasn't that the name of her company? Yeah. No coincidence there. Insert her finger and it. What felt like goop, and she was like, "That's the name of my company." If you were gonna have a penis candle, see, he's able to get away with this because his daughter doesn't have headphones right. on right now. Yeah, right. What, go ahead, say some bad words. Go like, ahead. Like, fuck. Like, what would you like if you were gonna smell a penis candle? What was that, Toby? 
Um, the headphones are back off. Like what? Like if you were gonna smell, and, and I know you had a Brad spit pit thing last it would, time. It would smell like raisins and sandalwood. But who a would it be? Penis candle would smell like raisins and sandalwood. <laughs> who would you like it to be, Dave? Man, if, if you sold a penis candle that I endorse, does it the, just the scent would just say hockey equipment? Does it does it <laughs> does it smell like a penis or does it look like a penis or both? No, it doesn't need to look like a penis. It just smells like your favorite. So it's not penis. just the big dick and balls. <laughs> no, <laughs> wick coming out of the urethra. Well, you can do that. Okay, here's another. So, whose penis has your favorite smell? Out of all the penises, if you were gonna yeah. smell a penis, uh huh. Who do you think would have the best smelling penis in this room right it can now? Be in after, this room? It yeah. can be after a soccer game. Let's go ahead and mark Sideshow Bob off the list. <laughs> Good decision. <laughs> Why did you just get a beer and no one else got a because, beer? Be, because I ordered one. I ordered another Velvet Hammer, but our next beer is coming. Oh, okay. See, Davey's such a drunk that... He can't. Shut re- up. He can't rely oh just my God. on the free ones. Here he has to next. start a separate tab. Uh, these, I got. I oh gotta boy. tell you, this isn't a special glass. Why do I love these glasses? They're like, it's like it makes you feel like a giant. I well, <laughs> look at that. Yep. Is this what big people feel like when they hold a pint glass? <laughs> That's what Joe Butcher <laughs> looks like when he's holding a regular I beer. I know. He puts it up to his mustache and he's just like Jesus. <laughs> no. Are we talk? Are we done talking about penis, penis candles? candles? Well, anyway, you Parker never mentioned. Me. Check him out. He's amazing. I he's love amazing. He makes the best penis candles. Would you like? But you wouldn't pick a guy, Dave, if you wanted to smell someone's like. Like I said, it could be after a football game. Mm-hmm. Could be. Could be after a shower. You know, uh, CD Lamb. I would love to smell CD Lamb's penis. <laughs> he's not in this room. Oh, it has to be someone in this room. Yep. Well, Does not a, need to be someone in this a room. Football game. I'm saying who famous in this room people, is going to play a football game? Like he, you can he, watch a he basically game. said last week he wanted Brad, or last week, last pod that you wanted Brad Pitt to spit on your penis, or was that on the After Dark? It was on one one of them. You want him to spit on it? Yeah, but he wanted him to do that like older brother bully like, thing. Yeah, uh, like where he and then sucks yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. it back up and then, and then like, spits again. And then back down again. Was that on the after? I don't know. But I, uh, I, who knows when I say things. So would you want it to be CD Lamb? Is what you want to smell his after a good practice. Yeah, I would like to smell CD's lamb CD Lamb's penis after Brad Pitt spit on it. <laughs> Ladies are just removing headsets yeah, right now. It's funny because none of them are listening anyway, except for Katie. It's fine. It's Katie's totally listening. Fine. Okay, yes, we have our second curated beer from Good Friend Package. Now you're listening. This one is from Brash. It's called Black Masses. Oh, God. It's a 9% oh Imperial God. Milk Stout. I love that record. Black Masses Milk Stout? <laughs> <laughs> oh my okay. god! It smells like coffee. It's like god, I'm already wasted after that know. one little beer. I'm not kidding. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Wet your whiskers. This is great. It's like an extra strong Guinness. It re- no, it's, Man, it reminds me of something know. else. This is this is really good. Man, this beer will get you pregnant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go wait for Danny in the bathroom. Yeah. 
Want a, want a leader in life, baby? He's Call me. Call Danny. He's fertile as hell. <laughs> I don't even need to be in the same room. I know. That's right. Me and C.D. Lamb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you mentioned that Malcolm, your boy, is 17 months. Yep. That's so, almost a year and a half, Dave. So people do that with babies. They don't. Yeah, they do months. I think months it takes until two, two until years. Until two old. years. Yeah. You just do I months. I stopped doing that. Why? Just because a woman got real confused when I did the month thing, and I go, he's almost a year and a half. Because oh, okay. of, of math? Yeah. yeah. Math's hard. It sucks. So is Malcolm doing any kind of daycare or anything, or is he's home and you're stay-at-home dad? I'm stay-at-home dad right now. How man. is that? It's great. I know I yeah. did that. It's, it's great. It's so fun, man. It's, it's like so I, much fun. It's so, more, it's so from the women have, have snowed us the entire time that staying at home with the baby is no big deal. I'm not saying it's easy, but it's it's so much different now than it was when I was 23 the first time I did this. But, um, yeah, it's like at 23... It was a surprise then. Obviously, it was a surprise now. <laughs> you love surprises. You like surprise Look, baby. Ninety-five percent of the babies that that are conceived are surprises. No, very few people are, are actively planning on it. Um, but uh, I was having a conversation earlier with, with one of your fans, one of your huge, huge, adoring fans. Um, but it's it's just a different it's a different mindset now. I, I think I'm I'm more emotionally equipped, and I'm definitely mentally more present than I was at 23 with right. with a baby. What is this anchor around my neck? Yeah, not you know I, to to put it harshly that yeah that's one way of saying it. But but yeah, it's 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 so different now, to where I don't have that fear of missing out. Thing about life right. that I'm. You've, you've what have lived. I done? You've and put in all the miles that wait, you I've, want to put in. I've got the baby all weekend. Man, there's so much shit going on that I'm gonna miss. I mean, what am I missing out on now? Right. I, it's like it's like now I'm 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 happy to be where I am. Yeah. And, and and to go through this experience again, it's incredible because I, I most most people don't get to do. You forget how great it is. You know, I think revisionist history, when you think back to those those times of when your children are, you know, young and and toddlers and going through that whole that whole period, I think a lot of people look back on that and think of that time as, as a difficult time and where they're changing as, as much as they are um, on a day-to-day basis. I don't know. It, it, I'm, I'm enjoying this a lot more than I ever, ever thought I would. It's so much fun, man. Just every day, just just seeing this this little monster become more of a monster. So yeah, you know what? I, you know what I found myself obsessed with when Claire was young and her brothers were older. But when I had instant family, yeah. I was I was obsessed with their toys. Yeah, like I, I couldn't wait to buy them new crap because I wanted to play with it. So, is there anything that you and Malcolm have bonded over? Um, he's got his, uh, he's got one of those little Tykes basketball goals, but he, you know, he'll make a, he'll take a few shots and he moves on to something else. But do you um, just dunk on it? Yeah, like from laying down, yeah. I can reach up and dunk on but it. But that's but you kind of go off the couch, like put it far like enough just away. Oh yeah, just posterize him. I am 
hunking. Yeah, like, like, like Superman. You know, Logo 3s from yeah. the kitchen and just banking these things. And, and you're just like, Malcolm, yeah. What's jam. What's up, dude? Yeah. Boom. Yeah. 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 No, we have a lot of fun with that. Um, the, the little cars that, that um, they're not remote remote controls, but you, you know, you pull them back yeah. out and then you let them go. I love We'll those. race those suckers down the hallway. That's fun. But It's funny because every now and then one of those will be crooked as hell. Yeah. And you'll be like, why does it always go left? It's always under the under the credenza. I know. And you're just like, dang. Fishing it out from under the credenza. One. But for some reason, like the Batman one is straight as hell. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the trash truck always gets beat by the police car. Yeah, fuck always. Yeah. But you know, he's he's dude, he's a toddler. He's not even two years old. So as far as like toys and stuff like that, it's not a it's not a lot of like he has a favorite toy. He wants to do shit that is weird. Like he wants to take the recycling bin from the laundry room and fill it full of stuffed animals and push it a hundred times around the, the the island in the kitchen. I mean, just like he just is so creative with the things that he wants to do that he can have a hundred toys and he's going to find the box that they came in I and know. come up with something weird to do with that. So yeah. it's just, it's fun. It's just that strange it's age. It's like just living with someone on acid all the time. It truly, or, or yeah, acid and alcohol yeah, at all times. And you're just like, man. This is the funnest person ever. It's so fun because you look over and you're in like your drunk friend that's trying to crawl over the deck to, to mm-hmm. drive home when they don't need to at the landing. You're like, yeah. careful, uh-uh, careful, easy. dude, Can't don't, do that. Uh-uh. yeah, it's and like always that, trying to like climb over a fence that yes. leads to nowhere. Yes, and they, they just they're like, all drunk. And there's they're nowhere all on to acid. go. Right. There's where are you going? Yeah, yeah. And, and when just, you when you bust him mid something he's not supposed to be doing, does he do that? Hey. <laughs> You got me. It's you get one of two reactions. He's learned the art of manipulation, because if there if there's ever a moment of silence that's longer than ninety seconds, you know they're into something they don't need to be. And recently, he's learned how to open up the drawers in the kitchen to get into certain shit. Yeah. And it'll kind of disappear for a minute. And I'll walk in there, and he's got the drawer open to the pots and pans, which I don't care. Help yourself. Pots and pans you know, are good. But he'll just look up from the from the drawer and just go. Hi. Hi. <laughs> like, how are you? Or he's What's just, going on? He's just in the hallway juggling knives. Yeah, right, right. That's and my you're concern. you're like, this is sweet. But it's either that or he gets mad and, it's like, and, he'll, and he'll start saying no before I say no if it's something. He'll go, no, 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 no. This sucks. Yeah, this, I can't believe that yeah. I did this. This is terrible. <laughs> before you even say it. But just, I know. This I know. sucks. Every element yeah. of this stage is just so much fun and it's just nice. <laughs> <laughs> to, to actually be lucid and present for it, as opposed to at 23, we're just like looking at your clock, go, man, the, when is she gonna pick him up? The bar is closes in like an hour. You know, it's different. So when did y'all start hanging out? Man, uh, do you want to do this now or play another song and then we'll yeah, talk let, about the Dave Danny? Yeah, music. let's let's play your second jam. We'll and play then another we, sad yeah. bastard local song. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. I have that. This is a band. It's so strange. I didn't mean for this to happen. These just happen to be two tunes that I really enjoy. These guys used to be in a local band called Pueblo, and they are uh, Booker T kids as well. And uh, gosh, Jonah and Julian. And I think they were really tight in high school, really accomplished, like incredibly accomplished musicians. As a matter of fact, Julian is like Nels Kleingood on guitar. He's sick. Um, They did this Pueblo record, and they changed the name of their project to Close By. They moved to New York, I believe, 
they're somewhere up in Brooklyn, hanging out with Nolan, probably doing awesome stuff. While you know we're yeah. in East Dallas. Nolan. Is it all one word? Yeah, C L O S E B Y. Closeby. Closeby. And they just came out with a brand new full length album recently. And this is the final track on the record. Typically, not one you would pick to play, but. It's what they call a deep cut. Yeah, considering the uh, the weather and the climate that we're in right now and the fact that these guys are Dallas boys and I love them very much and I hope that they listen to this podcast. I'll send them a link when it's posted. But uh, this is one of their tunes. And, Toby, you're going to tell us what it's named because I forget. Oak Shadow Court? Yes, Oak Shadow yeah. Court. There's, okay. some, there's some cool Massachusetts references in it. Check it out.
I feel like I'm curating a soundtrack for teen angst indie films. You know what that reminds me of? Tell me. Not Candles. Uh, it reminds me of Bedhead. I can see that. Yeah, yeah. Remember Bedhead? Yeah, absolutely. And the New Year? Yeah, absolutely. Later. Yeah, yeah. The Cadane Brothers? Mm-hmm. I love those guys, man. They are such... I mean, that's a very basic, kind of languid, stripped-down... Um, version of what they do. There's so much, so much more than that. Their pop sensibilities and their arrangements. You said they're local, are right? So smart. Yeah, originally they they moved to New York. Um, okay, so they didn't record back. that down here. I don't think so. No, no. But yeah, that's close by. It sounds really good. It's they're like so good, man. To get something that it's like a delicate song. So to get it to sound right to where it's not annoying is. That's but, I, but I also like... I think they do a lot of it themselves, too. They're super, super fucking smart kids, man. How do you know them? Um, you know how? Because those those boys, when they were little, used to take lessons from the guys that I've been playing with for years. I think Chad Stockslager was one of their piano teachers. I mm-hmm. think Chris Holt was one of their guitar teachers. And Jeez. it was one of those things that once they hit like 14, 15, 16 that the student became the master yeah. and there was only so much more they could do for them it's like look i i don't i can't show you anything else you need to go away and do this shit on your that own that happens so much it around does. here it to does. where like there's so many great teachers yeah dave do you need to pause and hug do you need and- to do do dave's um, oh you brought him we'll, we'll edit this out yeah of course yeah why See, uh, this is the good stuff, Claire's Dave. gotta go. I understand, but what I'm saying is don't edit this out. This is the real-life shit. Uh, you know what I like? I, I like She the, doesn't remember me because she was, like, in diapers, I think, yeah. the last time. <laughs> She's like, who's the creepy guy with long hair? Yeah. When that guy over at our house when your Russell Maryland shirt got stolen, <laughs> right? <laughs> Wasn't he rooting around your closet? Is this Derek Kennard jersey? No one had a Derek Kennard jersey. I thought you did. No. Didn't he have like the biggest ass in the history of the NFL? He had the sweatiest ass in the history of the NFL. Yeah. Oh, is that what it was? Because you never played sweat butt. No, what I was gonna say is what I what I like about what I like about that recording is if, Did we just come up with a new nickname? Sweat butt. Sweat butt. If I'm dingo, he's sweat butt. <laughs> what but, were you but saying? Similar to uh Do you like, see he walked right over it? Similar to uh-huh. because I'm I'm trying to walk right by it. But similar to the bedhead. Carry records. on, yeah. sweat butt. <laughs> don't right, don't right. don't look at me like don't don't do the side look. Sweat butt. 
Whatever, princess. <laughs> You're listening to Princess Every- Sweat Butt and Dingu. <laughs> it's like a shitty. It's like a shitty morning show <laughs> on know. like the Howard Stern like WNBC affiliate <laughs> like, in like, like 1988. Princess yeah. Sweat Butt and, and Dingu. <laughs> Man, Abilene's hot. <laughs> <laughs> it sucks today, and it's gonna suck tomorrow too. That's right. What do you think, sweat butt? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't think know. my ding speaks uh, for itself. I don't g- think my butt's going to be sweaty today. Yeah, the gay community is really not happening in Abbott. <laughs> He's just all alone. I know, sweat yeah, butt. Just bare sweat butt. <laughs> but Dingo is crushing but it. Crushing in Abilene. It. Yeah. And Princess? And Princess? Oh, Man. Try, try getting on that card. Uh-huh. You can't. I just work at the that Abilene Zoo, is full. and I'm just feeding giraffes. Is leaning over the rail with his short shorts. Uh-huh. Yeah, just. I'm trying to reach the giraffe's tongue. <laughs> Boost me up, sweat butt. Uh, no, what I what I like is how they uh, when when you have the uh, like the when the bass resonates the snare. Yeah. Yeah. You know when you just when. It's like it's a live take in the room, yeah. And you're not worried about the the snare making noise when you're not playing it. You know, I love just, that shit. It's just got that. Yeah, I want. I want that. Not on all recordings, but no, no, no. For but some, on man, something like that, great. it just it sounds like you're sitting in the room while they're recording. Yeah, it. and the way they recorded the vocals, where you can hear his lip smack and his breath before he does his take. It's it's very cool like that. I I, don't I can know. do I without that. the lip smack, but okay. Toby would have put a little DSer on that. Mm, yeah, mm-hmm. I I had to buy a new plugin for Dave. Oh yeah, Be- you DS the shit out of Sweatbutt. It's called <laughs> yeah. It's called Sweatbutt makes a lot of noises. It's called D click before everything he says. He always goes. <laughs> yeah. It's like I'm the worst. It doesn't seem like much, but it's before every single thing. It's and it drives people. Well, it drives, it drives crazy. him yeah, crazy. Yeah. So do you have to go in and, and edit out every? No, that's I why you got the plugin. And now I got to plug it. Just washes the whole that thing. Just really? takes all of his. They're all gone. So I can just sit here and go. You know what? And it's it goes take away. Them all out. It's a that's shame awesome. that Marissa left because you and she could get together and talk about all the things that you hate about me. Oh, we've already talked about. <laughs> We've gone hours on this. When you, yeah. when yeah. you, you should see our text yeah. thread. When you pass out on the couch, <laughs> when Daddy's had yeah. too many Imperial Reds, uh-huh. he's we, finally down. We stand above you and go, stupid, <laughs> just shaking your heads yeah, with, just with like, utter disapproval. Uh, <laughs> All right, so let's talk about where you and I began because yes. our history began before you were ever at the ticket. Correct. When you were still Danny and Lake Highlands and we used to spend five nights, maybe six nights a week at the old Barley House. Yeah, it started even before that, like in Deep Ellum when you used to live at the government subsidized yes. apartments. Yes, at the the ga- they were called Gaston Yard at the time and Corby and I both lived there. Right. That's when I met you guys, uh, I think, in, in real life. Right. I've been connected with the station doing, you know, crap. You, you were a theme song Yeah, genius. theme song guy, comedy song guy, and sent that crap in, and, and then met you guys uh, somehow through all of that in person. What year was this? 898. 97, 98? Yeah. 
97, 98. I, I started in March of 99, so yeah, gosh, it probably was like 96, 97, 98. Yeah. Around that time. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, then once we became friends, I guess you guys thought, oh, here's this weird listener, and he does stuff, and then we met, and we clicked, and that's, I, I think that's by and large how you end up having any longevity in the business is in any business mm-hmm. is chemistry and being able to get along with others and not be an a-hole for the most part and um i think for the most part we've we've you know kind of <laughs> negotiated those waters a little bit to, it's it's but funny what, how it? close it is to like being in a, in band. a band for sure yeah. it's like you don't have to be the greatest like guitar the, player in the world. The best musician nope. in the world is always a jerk. Yeah, you just yeah. need and, to be a good and hang. You just yeah. don't want him to be in the band. You right. just want to, like, that's any time I've ever come up on something where, like, give advice to someone, whatever. And I'm like, learn how to be cool. Like, well, and, playing and we, pop music is easy. We've heard yeah. about that, uh, about producers as well. Like, if you're, if you're a taskmaster in the studio, and you make everyone hate you, then they're not going to want to do a record with you. But if you're just a good hang and you just make everything flow, then that that mm-hmm. makes people yeah. tell other people, hey, you need to do a, a record with this guy. Yeah. Yeah, so you, at that point, you would kind of, you were out of the music thing, but you did do your, like the Bradfords, you had your weird duo yeah with rob the fiddle player yeah you you played acoustic i was and getting he played back the into fiddle. Well, i gotten away from it after i kind of you know stopped playing metal and hard rock and took time like several years off to to do the dad thing and then try to you know ensconce myself in that that life um but music was never going to go away and then when i started getting back into the idea of man maybe i want to write maybe i want to play bass or again or play guitar or sing or whatever i i I didn't really know how to go about it at that point and and where it would land but then it started um with doing some acoustic sets of me doing some covers in my own material at uh on sunday nights at the barley house and i guess you and corby and we all kind yeah of hung we out would there just together. we would happen to be up there and, and then and it you turned would play. into five or six <laughs> nights in yeah. a row and yeah. then we would be like oh hey you're you're danny from lake highlands hey liked your stuff yeah. and then we would just hang out at the bar and make plans to meet up well i'll be here tomorrow yeah and the next night it is crazy how the barley house the old barley house where the, where the porch is now how the Barley House was so important to crucial. the ticket and to the Dallas music scene. So many things were born in that place. Why is it Danny from Lake Highlands? Because at the time, well, I, I know you probably lived, lived in Lake Highlands, yeah. and I, 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 and you and delivered I, pizzas for Picassos in Lake Highlands. That was in Lake right? Highlands, yeah. And, well, you would call in back in the day when you when when you know radio stations took phone calls, especially the ticket. You had to have a, either it was a name and where you're from. Like, oh, let's go to John and Rowlett. Let's yeah, okay, yeah. that makes just, sense. I mean, it was just like I didn't have a cool name like Sideshow Bob or Mexican mm-hmm. Junior. Okay, or so Vagina I, Bill. I never put that together. Yeah, or Cream right. Puff Carrie. I, I didn't have any of those uh, cool nicknames. So I just came up, well, I'm Danny, and I happen to be sitting in the vicinity of Lake Highlands, so that's just who I was. Yeah. Yeah, so that's how. Yeah, and so it wasn't... So you did the nighttime show. Your first gig at the ticket was producing the nighttime show, right? Well, yeah, the first... Okay, so it's funny. I, I When I started, 
it was born from a meeting, a lunch meeting that I had with Jeff Catlin, who was the producer of the Hardline at the time, and Bruce Gilbert, who was the program director at the time. And we had a lunch meeting because I guess Bruce wanted to kind of suss out who I was and if I could you know, be maybe an element that could hang and be cool like you guys had mentioned and and also bring some type of talent and energy to the station so he started pairing me up with Catlin and we were doing a Saturday or Sunday afternoon show and it was he and I and we would get in there for a couple hours two or three hours and just kind of do what we're doing now not this professional sounding back then um and then uh Bob Sturm moved to a day part because he was doing nights. Rocco got fired. They did Bob in some type of midday slot, so nights became open. They needed to figure out what they wanted to do with that 7 to 10 slot or whatever it was. And they started doing auditions. So I would work like three nights a week just working with different people. And Mark Folliwell was one. Doug Anderson was one. They ended up going with, obviously, the guys that had been doing this for a career and, and were much more talented and much smoother at it than I ever was um, or ever would be and they went with Mark and Doug to do this nighttime show well Mark and Doug said well we really would like for Danny to stay on and be our producer so that's when I started full time was in probably August August of 99 and oh then, okay yeah and then about a year later Catlin moved to Kansas City to take a program director's job the hardline producer slot became open mike and greg interviewed me a couple times and then i started doing three of seven and remained there for 478 years (laughs) i know i mean that was a dude that was a long time so it's insane how long you did when mike and greg were there 21 years like how hard was it to as a producer to wrestle those guys you know i i'd been around them enough um during the day because my show started at 7 p.m. at night and I would get there and you know I'd had a relationship before because that was the show that I liked and listened to and would contribute sure. songs yeah. and, and and writing top 10 lists and any type of comedic bits I would send to them so I had had a prior relationship with them so it was kind of funny to me when that position became open and they were like hey we want to we want you to meet us for lunch and we want right. to kind of do an interview and I'm sitting across the table from Mike and Greg and like hey guys what's up and Greg goes yeah. show <laughs> what are you going to do for us <laughs> do you like your gig yeah it was like so what are you what is Danny going to bring to the table <laughs> like he got all hammer you know on me and I'm like I don't know man I don't know shut up I'll fart I'll fart some songs and do some yeah. shit I don't know what I'm going to do man and yeah. uh, it just it, so it was always really funny to me not to I, I don't want to stay on this thread too long it was always hilarious to me that I was brought on with zero radio experience zero producer experience the reason I was brought in was for because of talent related things, production related things, things that I could contribute in in an on-air way, but it was it was wonderful for them to well you're a producer, you're never going to get to be a talent. Yeah. Never, ever in, ever in my wildest dreams thought that I was good enough to co-host a sports radio show because I don't give a fuck about sports for the most part. I never 
really cared enough about it. It was it was kind of like a, an untalented Gordon is mm-hmm. the, the role that I was wanting, but wanting to take. But it's the gold on the ticket is yeah. that when you hear those songs, we're surrounded in Dallas, probably because of North Texas, musicians that can do the coolest things ever. And you guys just made up all these songs and did all this stuff that people just take for granted. Right. Like the in and outs of all this stuff that my daughter knows every word to and sings all of them every time it starts up that people just like pass over like it's not a big deal but it is amazing it's earworm stuff it's earworm stuff and if it goes away you're like it's uncomfortable and you're like it feels dry that song has to be here and if if this goes away i'm gonna be upset what was the song that your daughter that you actually recorded her <laughs> what was it that she was singing that one time and you sent me a video of it it was uh, a, was it a ticket song or no was that was the yeti one ten ass down oh, that's right. silver yeah, yeah. bullet buy me a boat by yeah. chris jensen <laughs> that should have been my tune i know screw these local kids i know <laughs> but yeah i had to send that to danny because we that's we, we were in shreveport that's right and we're singing and that, was, that was the theme mm-hmm. that that and watching you by uh Rodney Atkins? Uh-huh. Is that him? It can buy me a boat. It can buy it me buy a me truck, truck to pull it. <laughs> and she's like five years old. And just crushing it. Yeah. Buy me a Yeti one ten. I stand with some silver bullets. That's <laughs> <laughs> so good. It's a jam. It's a jam. Can you please change your song to buy can, me a can boat? Can we play that? Did you no, wish we'll she do wrote that, that in the after dark. Okay. Oh, yeah, my we'll God. That. I we'll wish I wrote that. Oh, my Everyone God. Everyone wishes they wrote that. <laughs> it's the greatest country song of all time. <laughs> oh, God. Speaking of that, <laughs> should I just play? Merle Haggard. Should I just play the next Tune. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what what I was gonna say is one, we need to pause so I can go pee pee. Uh huh. Because the velvet hammers are running through me. Mm-hmm. But two, I I want Toby to play his song because after the song I want to get into. You you mentioned how how you fell into producing a show and you had no idea what you were doing and then you spent twenty five years doing that right. and then you decided you were fed up with doing that. So I want to talk about your exit and all of okay. the fallout from that after we do the song. So what do you want to play? I have a surprise for both of you, but you know I like a collab. You do. Do you know who Blood Cultures? <laughs> no. Danny, this happens a lot. To where I just hit Dave with something that he's just like, and it probably drives him nuts. It drives him nuts because I'm on the pulse. Like a lot of really though. Like a lot of yes. Okay. A lot of people are like way cooler than I am. Yeah, a lot of people are like, how do you do this? Because Dave was always someone in the years of knowing him. Mm -hmm. I always felt like Davey was always on the pulse of stuff that a man of even at like 32 or 34. Mm God, you you know a lot of stuff about new bands that I just I don't seek it out. I know. I, I have to have like seven different recommendations of the same artist or song before I'll even think about. Okay, fine, mm. and then I'll listen to it. Yeah, it, it's I I, <sighs> I don't seek it out. It has to. It's either a, it's either a happy accident or tons of referrals. Well, that's from people that I trust. That's why I'm here. Because you are. I would put you I'm in not, that uh, category. I'm not only a. Prof- Professional musician, uh-huh. and by that I mean I get paid like hundreds of dollars a year. Yep. 
hundreds, Dave. Yes. Uh-huh. I am also... I'd love to see that quarterly mailbox check. ...a musical detective. Okay. And I will find the cream of the crop. The nugs. And I will tell you, because I only got one song today, okay. that this was a tough decision. I was in a cab last night at... Cab. I said that like we're in New York. At uh-huh. A&M? I was in an Uber last night, and we're going over the songs, and I'm with young people that know stuff. <laughs> so I played everything, and this is the one that... I was like, this, this is, is the one that this unanimous. Is the, this is the one that rose to the top. But this is what I want you to do, Dave. Okay. I want you to tell me. I want to see how long it takes that you guess who the singer is. Okay. Can I play too? Yes, because blood cultures. Well, this is someone that we've on the pod have championed. Okay. So. All right. So I'm giving Dave I'm giving Dave a lot of hints here. So this is a big deal. Okay. I think I'm getting under uh, underestimated here on my skills. I really don't think you know who this dude is because we kind of have a we have a crush on him a little bit. But is it the guy that looks like Burt Reynolds from Future Islands? (laughs) Deliverance, Bruce, Bruce, uh, or Burt Reynolds? Sorry. Or Bruce Reynolds. Bruce Reynolds. There's no Bruce or Burt Reynolds involved here. Is this Harry Styles? But this has something to do with camping. Camping. All right, so here Why we go. Why did you say okay. that like Joan Crawford? It has something, something to do, to do with, with camping. Let's not focus on the way I'm talking, and then let's just get to the song. I know okay. that, dude. Oh, you just got a fist bump on the way in. Yeah. I'm glad after COVID that that's a thing. Like, we're just fist bumping. What did you want me to do? Put my tongue in his mouth? I don't know. Just don't. We don't need to. Oh, smush palms? We don't need to smush palms. Okay. That's a thing that I think aliens will come down and go, you grab each other's palm hands? Like and why, squeeze them and why go back do we, and forth? Why do we do yeah. this? We just need to. It's practice. It should just be the E.T. finger thing. Even that's worse than the fist bump, though. What's your nickname again? Sweat butt? <laughs> Sweat butt. Yeah, yes. Checking. Sweat butt says play the song. Okay, here we go. Are you ready? Yes. Sweat butt is ready.
Did you guess, Dave? I, I know it, but I can't. Do you come like up with that jam? Yeah, it's it was cool, good. Man. It's good, right? I'm totally stealing that bass line for something. I know. Yeah. Dave, you should totally know this. Come on, Dave. Who's our guy that we love that drives up and down the West Coast? Goth Babe? Yes. It's Goth Babe? Blood Cultures did a thing with Goth Babe. Blood Culture featuring Goth Babe? Uh, I know it's on the Goth Babe EP, but it might be on their EP as well. That's you know the how- guy's name? Is Goth Babe? So he lives in a camper van, uh-huh. and he drives up and down the West Coast. Singing ethereal, dancey pop songs? And probably sleeping with chicks. I don't know what he's doing, but <laughs> he, dudes. he seems... So we have kind of a man crush on him. On goth Babe? Yeah, he has a he has a sweet dog that lives in his camper van. He takes a lot of pictures. They of just go company. up and down the Pacific Coast, slaying chicks and climbing rocks. Yeah, and that's what they do. So this is the blood cultures thing. These dudes wear the, the term slaying chicks hold up in this current climate. We don't live worry in. about it. I think on this pod it does, but yeah. not in normal life. Okay, but. The Blood Cultures guys, they're from, like, New Jersey. Uh-huh. They wear hooded capes. Right. So you can't see their face. And no one knows who they are. Maybe and they're disfigured. They might be, but they don't want can anyone to know who they are. Anymore? Yes. Yeah. You can say that. They don't want anyone to know who they are. No one knows what they look like. They're not on social media. They're doing the thing of no one knows who they are. Does it sound like this stuff? He doesn't know. Yeah, it's keyboardy. Are you just making all this shit up? No, no, no. This is real. <laughs> okay. It's it's keyboardy, but they uh, of course they don't sing like goth babe. Yeah. I mean, who does? I know. <laughs> There's only one goth babe. That's right. But they are goth a babe. Big deal right now. Because you're 50. In the New York. Chasing around goth babe. <laughs> Goth babe I want to meet amazing. Goth Babe so bad. I want to touch him. With, Goth Babe like, plays like in overalls and has like no shoes on and stuff. <laughs> I mean, I would probably hate him. Yes. You'd, you'd be so tired of him. You could not do a two hour podcast with Goth Babe. Imagine what he smells like. Uh huh. Imagine what his penis he smells, smells like. He smells like one of Davy's penis ca- That's candles. That's what you want to smell. Yes. You I, want, smell. I want a Goth Babe penis candle. God, it smelled like sandalwood in hell. Uh huh. And Brad Pitt spit. God, that's hard to say. It is. Uh, can I tell a story real quick? Sure. Please. Okay. And Toby will probably edit this out. But you were talking earlier about um, Toby's talking about that you're a professional musician and you make hundreds of dollars a year. Um, and I recently read this article that I believe was in the Observer, and they interviewed your brother, and maybe they interviewed you as well. Was it Kelly Dearmore that did it? Yes, I was on there, Danny. Okay. Don't say maybe they Look, interviewed me as well. I scanned through it on well. my phone, and I wasn't wearing it was in my, the morning news. I wasn't wearing my readers, so I'm I don't know who was on it. Also in the band, they Kelly, Kelly Dearmore wrote about me in the Observer, and then he wrote about okay. Toby in the morning news. I mean, they could have interviewed whoever the drummer was at the time, and I I wouldn't have known because, like I said, I was scrolling through on my phone without my glasses and um it, but it was about you know I mean, whatever it's like how does deep blue something contend with being a one-hit wonder in the moniker the blah 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 all that stuff 
great article, by the way. I'm not dissing the, the content. It, I, anytime I get to read about my friends is a good thing, and any publicity is really cool. And, they, and he did a great job on yeah, the article. People had a hard time with the uh, one-hit wonder thing, like, right. and we're like, we had no problem. My, my whole point is, wouldn't you rather have a hit? How many bands go through uh-huh. their entire career chasing, and all, and they'll admit it. Because what's the what's the cliche? It's like, hey man, all it takes is one. You get uh-huh. that one song, and then and then you're in, and it's true. And there's so many bands that never get even close to a hit, much less a a worldwide you know mega single like like uh, like uh, Bat. So anyway. I was reading this article and it reminded me of this story. Let's go back to Shreveport again, as we mentioned. <laughs> as we mentioned uh, the story about how I got the nickname Dingu, and this yeah. is, you know, being in this in this atmosphere of, of musicians and studios and recording and and other you know all of this world that that I've been part of in this city since 1986. You hear tons of great stories. And and there are there's that, that that handful of stories that you're like oh my god the, the story that this guy told me there's some that you just shouldn't repeat uh-huh. that are kind of like hey this is on the you know don't 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 say this in in this is just for your ears only but this one I think is okay to tell and it's a true testament to the genius of Toby but we talked about recording in Shreveport and our downtown hotel which was fantastic. But there was a tiny little bar next to it that stayed open until 4 a.m. And we were there after sessions every night, more often than not, until the damn thing shut down. We felt like hell every day. Every single day. And it was called the Stray Cat. And they had one guy that worked there uh, at that late night shift. And I cannot remember his name. I feel like it was Rob or something like that. But He really befriended us. He was. Like, he yeah. loved us because, number one, we were there every night, and the place was by and large dead mm-hmm. during the week. And we were, I think we were there for an entire week. And, you know, we loved him, and we loved the place, and we were having such a good time, and we're probably tipping, like, 120% on We the, paid their rent. Yeah, for and, sure. and our tabs were super cheap. Like, this place was, it, it was like $3 for a beer, and, and we became friends with Rob, so or whatever his name was, and he would comp stuff for us. So, you need to get your tab at the end of the night of being there for four hours, and it's like $12. Like, no, you total it out to 50 or something ridiculous. So, he loved us even more. So, one night, I think it's like one of our last nights there. Um, he had gotten wind that Toby was in Deep Blue Something. And they had one of those internet jukeboxes that was on the wall. And he uh, decided it would be a good idea to play Breakfast at Tiffany's. So we're hanging out, and uh, I think we're inside. We spent most of the time out on the patio. Out on the little New Orleans kind of patio. Yeah, New Orleans kind of, kind of courtyard yeah. patio they had out back. But for, for whatever reason, we were indoors at this point, and we're sitting around... And of course, uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's comes on, and you kind of look over at the bartender, and he's back there cleaning the glass, just kind of smiling, you know, kind of his little inside joke. And Toby, of course, looks up. And at, at this point, once you hear it a million times, like you were saying in that mm-hmm. article, you'll just hear it in, at, a, at a gap or a or Hollywood yeah. feed or wherever yeah. you are, and it just comes on their piped in music. And uh, I think it took Toby a minute. He kind of looked up. He was like, "Oh boy, okay." And the guy from behind the bar at some point he goes to toby he goes um uh dadgummit let me let me i gotta phrase this the right way it's gonna be a paraphrase but i want to get it close and he said oh he goes so uh 
what were the uh, what were the other hits off this record? No, he goes, I tried to find another I, song, but this is the only one that came up. That's what it was. Yeah. I tried to find another song to play, and this was the only one that came up. And I'm probably going to screw this up, too. In in vintage Toby fashion, he looks over at the guy and goes, that's pretty good, man. Um, so what does it feel like to have to work? <laughs> and the dude stopped for, like, five milliseconds. And doubled over, just yeah. crying, yeah. laughing. Yeah, he was just and like, just pointed at him. Okay, He's like, man. Touche, bro. <laughs> Touche. I don't know. What's it like having to work? And it was so funny because Toby's such a sweetheart, you know? Right. He's it's just a, such it, a sweet, gentle guy. For you, him you, to you say something to, as sardonic hit, as that. You have to hit a specific nerve <laughs> and the for, thing, for the Toby thing was, to... to dig that hard. It didn't hit a nerve. Toby was not coming back at that guy with any type of anger. Toby was purely drawing on, I'm going to trust my comedic instincts right now, <laughs> that I'm going to come off as the biggest asshole in the world, yeah. but this guy's going to get it. And for, We were kind of scared for one second because the guy did stop down and go, he was like, you were waiting as he goes, oh, fuck you, man. I work hard for a living. Fuck your stupid band. Yeah, yeah. It could have gone that way. But Toby was right in trusting his yeah. guy because the guy did completely just, just double like, over you laughing. Got me, man. You got me, That's dude. That's it, dude. You got We're me. We're over. And we just <laughs> bought all of Toby's drinks yeah. for the rest of the night. But it was such a great moment. I don't know, bro. What's it like having to work? <laughs> he has never worked a day in his life. That's, and he never will. That's the and dingo weekend. Because of those $100 checks he gets every year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I get hundreds of dollars a year. <laughs> yeah, hundreds of hundreds of dollars uh -huh. yeah, every yeah. year. <laughs> Speaking of not working, what's it been like for you? Great. I'm are, broke, are, but it's great. Yeah, are you getting to the point where you're like, I need to figure something out? Or what? what is your, what is your long-term game plan right now? I don't have a long-term game plan ever in life. If you've known me long enough, you you would know that. Um, yeah, I have no idea. I I would I, I want to say that I, I've been incredibly busy doing numerous music projects. I've had the time to do that. It's been great. Obviously, spending as much time as I want with the baby from you know morning until whenever mom gets off work. That's been wonderful. Um, but yeah, no no concrete plans or anything like that to speak of. Do you have any regrets, either how it happened or that you left or anything? Oh, God, no. No, zero. You know what? I, I would, there, no regrets at all. Are there certain elements of, of the station and, and the, the Pangs, routine? things that you miss? I miss the most is hanging out with adults on a regular basis. Sure. Because that's pretty rare right now. And you do forget how important laughing your ass off as much as you possibly can every day. It's so important. Now, granted, I laugh a lot at my kid, but there's something about working with weird men that you've known for 20 years that you just have that chemistry and that rapport with, that your, your common goal with each other, whether it be off the air or on the air, is to do something or say something that will crack them up. Your mind is constantly spinning around of what can I say that is going to make that dude laugh and that dude is thinking the same thing, and the other guy's thinking the same thing. So it's just this circle of hilarity. And even if it falls flat and isn't funny, you're still laughing at how bad it was. So, man, 
that that is so therapeutic and so good for you to just be able to crack up like belly laugh cry laughing all the time for for four hours a day mm. that is the thing that i miss the most is seeing my brothers and dying laughing with mm. them every day it's like during the breaks is the funniest it's, yeah stuff. It's, it's all that stuff the stuff yeah. that you can't say on the air or stuff that wouldn't be funny to a broader audience on the air that uh-huh. that, that make that makes you laugh but yeah it's that that's the thing that i miss the the most I mean, honestly, if anything at all, that's the thing that I miss mm-hmm. is is just seeing my friends and and cracking each other up. Do you still listen? Really at miss all? that, man. I you know when I listen, I will listen to news um, in the news for about seven minutes in the morning. That's because that's when I end up getting in my car mm-hmm. to 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 pick up Malcolm. Um, is that seven minute drive is to get him, and then other than that, man, I don't really listen that often. Um, I listened to Davey when they announced that Davey was going to be on, and I've heard E! News a few times and the Hardline a few times in the afternoon when I'm in the car. But, man, the most part, I'm trying to, like, I'm listening to mixes. If I'm in my car, it's like, oh, a different system that I can listen to these mixes on that I'm getting back. Or right. how does this demo sound not on headphones? Uh, so it's been, I, I've been incredibly busy working on, like, three or four different music projects. So a lot of... A lot of the, the audio, my ear time is taken up by evaluating things and seeing how they sound on, on different That's sources. Good. So the, the last couple of things you sent me, they're so like, uh, it's like new pop, but like an old wave kind of thing. It's like, I love it. Well, I'm glad because that was like a year or so ago. Oh, yeah. It yeah. was like a long time ago. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, yeah. But it's, it was it's like evolving. right before the baby and yeah, then like there absolutely. was a bunch of stuff. Things have evolved since then. For yeah. Sure. yeah. I love it. Yeah. Well, cool. I love it. So what, what pointers do you have for me or how would you critique what you've heard of the first six weeks or so since I've been on the show that you spent 25 years on dude i think from from the the, the minimal exposure that i've had to hardline 5.0 is that right yeah i made Fi- that up to 5.0 and and i apologize um it has been minimal but the thing that i find is you're doing what anybody that works at the ticket should do and and that's the the following the mantra of the great old gray wolf and that's let the game come to you because uh-huh. there are literally times where yes you are a third you're in the room you are a co-host you are in theory on equal footing as the other two but there are times where i will tune in and i wonder is davy still does davy still have covid he's sitting back yes on on and you're and you don't feel like if they if, if corby and bob are going at some topic that maybe number one you don't care about know about or are interested in to care or know about you're not yeah, trying, i'm not gonna fake you're it. not like pulling up google and going well what are they talking about i need to say some shit that's relatable you're not faking it and dude you, you you've got a longer career in this business than i do you don't need my advice you just keep doing what you're doing do you think does you think does you think mm-hmm. does you think if you had somehow negotiated a seat in the room that your decision would have been different. I, no, because I, I took that off the table from the beginning. Like when I put in my two weeks, I told Jeff, I go, I don't want counters. This isn't this isn't a ploy right. for me you're, you're, to, you're, to make more money. You're not trying. I'm to... actually really quitting. I'm not trying to sweet you know, to ask you guys to for, for to hey, I want you to come in on Tuesday and meet with Dan Bennett. It's like this is not what this is. I swear to God, I'm not 
trying to use this as a as a, as leverage or some you know me quitting as leverage. So God. it never came to that. That was thankfully. a hot question. It yeah. was hot. Well, that's so what I people want to know. Well, just, I, yeah, I can't answer it. But yeah, I mean, come on. If they had come at me and said. Here's the deal. We're gonna. You're gonna make as much as Bob, and you're gonna be able to sit on Bob's dick the whole show. As long as it smelled like Brad Pitt's spit, I would have. I might have said yes. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's impossible to answer that because if they had countered the moon to you, it wouldn't have made a difference. You had made up your mind. I mean, come on. I'd, anybody would be a fool not to walk away with you know. Uh, upwards of a half a million dollars a year yeah you'd be a fool to walk away from that because look here's the thing you 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 can't buy happiness but you can definitely buy really concerted professionalism for sure you're gonna you're gonna back up the brinks truck to my house yeah i can show up and not feel dread coming to work every day (laughs) i I can find a way to avoid that all right can we stop talking about this then what do you want to talk about before we play photograph and get out of here? I don't know. Just life. <laughs> Ask him a life question. I don't want to. <laughs> does, does anyone have a question for Danny? No. They don't have microphones. Well, they can, they can use mine. Oh, my God. Irving, Irving Cares has a question. <laughs> you are Irving Cares. Hello. Oh, hey, Irving. <laughs> How are you? Um, Wonderful! Oh, that's awesome. Uh, I know, haven't been at a good friend in months. You know, I I I, I was going I through. I dumpster dive here quite often. I was going through an old box of pens the other day, Irving, and I, and I found it didn't work anymore, but I still had it. I I found it with your name on it, and I remembered how much I loved that pen when it worked. It was a great pen. I remember when my pen worked. Yeah. All right, I'm going to play the song now. <laughs> we're done now? Irving, I think you, that we're done. Irving, Irving, would you like to sing along with Def Leppard's smash hit photograph? I, I wonder if Irving knows I all the lyrics. Touch you. <laughs> Take it, Irving. Yeah. Here he goes. Irving's looking up the lyrics. I gotta make sure I got them love. Right. I'm out of love. Out of love. Out of love. I see your face every time I dream, Daddy. On every page, every magazine. So wild and free, so far from me. You're all I want. My fantasy. This phrasing is impeccable. Thank you, Danny, for being with Aww, us thanks, on Irving. this pod. Thanks, Sweatbutt. <laughs> yeah, I'm not Irving Sweat. anymore. Now I'm Sweatbutt. Sweatbutt. What a blast. This has been High Tea with Old Labor, H2Wow, number 61, the August 2022 episode. More importantly, the fifth anniversary pod. What was the fifth anniversary? Can you believe we've been doing this dumb thing for five years? You said four. No, this is five. You said four. Ah, when did I say four? Like, Stop. Ten seconds fighting. ago. 
seriously. Let's get along. Fix it in post, Toby. Come on, Irving. Did you ever play this in a cover band? No, man. But I did know the guitar solo when I was like 15. In my room. With my Ibanez Roadster. A Roadstar, is that what it was? Through an Alamo amp and a tube screamer. How about that, Toby? Sing it, Irving! I don't want you. I don't need you. All I've got is your photograph. You go straight to my head. Take it, Phil. Do people listen to this? Hell yeah, they this do. How many podcast? subscribers do you have? Like I don't know. 1,100? I don't know. They're like these 15 people, and that's it. So how do y'all make money? We don't. We make tons of money. Hundreds of dollars? Hundreds yes. of dollars. Hundreds. And all the women, right? And we just, just, spend, so many a, we just spend them all on these stupid headphones. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to waste it all on your payment for being here. Oh, man. By the way, don't forget like to go to positivespin.com to win a reissue of Def Leppard uh, Pyromania. Yeah. On vinyl? Yes. What a great deal. I want to touch you. I just want to write a song where I can just say I want to touch you. <laughs> Inappropriately. Yeah. I want to touch you. Would it have been as big of a hit as after he said that, he followed it up with near your swimsuit area? Yeah. <laughs> Pour some sugar on me. On me. It's near so gross. Me. What, if, what if he said, pour your vaginal juices on me? That's disgusting. See? Podcast ruined. I'm so glad your daughter's gone. <laughs> Thanks, sweat butt. <laughs> Hey, man! Let's so, um, listen to some more Def Leppard. <laughs> okay, they're so good. 